0: Into Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. All right, hey everybody, happy Sunday. Welcome to be back. It's uh, it's, uh, it's been a great day. We're back here in the studio.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to be back here in California. It's been a little bit. I'm glad to be recording a bunch of new episodes some really awesome guests. Got
0: great sponsors here, actually, that we want to touch on real quick. We yeah, got some great sponsors. for Surplus, finding them really cool looking glassware in the gas boot box. That's uh, that's a really cool glass. You got to pick that up. And uh, Seven Ten for sponsoring us for uh, some great product. They're uh, always looking to produce the best quality, tasting, and organic and best product you can get out get out there on the market.
1: Yeah, they've been uh, you know doing it since 2010 and. They're a small batch producer, so um, if you want some high quality cannabis, definitely look into Seven Ten. And we want to thank them for sponsoring this episode for us today. Yeah,
0: definitely. And if you uh, want more information on them, scan the QR code that we're going to place on the uh, in, in the video, and you can join their sign up and join their green room for uh, more information. But uh, let's get uh, let's get to this episode today.
1: So we have an awesome guest with us today, Ashley Manta. She's the author of CBD Solutions, Sex. And we're going to talk about sexual wellness and cannabis, which is something that we haven't really explored yet on the show. So I'm excited for that. How are you doing today? I'm doing
2: great. Thanks. How are you?
1: Good. Yeah, good. Glad to have you on here. Um, if you want to just talk a little bit, maybe about your book or just a little overview about what you do, and we can hop right into, you know, this really cool topic.
2: Absolutely. So I wrote the CBD solution sex. It came out in 2020. I am an award-winning sex and relationship coach. I see clients all over the world. Um, I've had clients everywhere from Austin, Texas to Israel. And it's really fun to work with women and couples on helping them address like what's getting in the way of pleasure, connection, and intimacy, and if cannabis can be useful in addressing any of those things.
1: Wow. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, definitely. So so uh, yeah, definitely. How'd you get into? how you get? How'd you get into that? Came, what, what came first, cannabis or the, or the uh, sex part of everything?
2: <laughs> I was a sex educator first. I started in two thousand and seven when I was still in college, and I got started doing sexual violence prevention education, rape crisis counseling, victim oh. advocacy, and I worked at Planned Parenthood. And then I moved to California, became a phone sex operator. And then worked at the pleasure chest. So I learned all about the retail side and made friends with all the manufacturers and vendors, whether it was like lubes or toys or accessories
1: Mm
2: and lots of uh, adult performers and just Mm -hmm. kind of really amassed this body of knowledge. And then cannabis came into my awareness being in California, and it just made such a huge difference in my life. So I thought, why not start talking about it from a sex education perspective? Right.
1: And I think like cannabis and also sexual illness are two topics that tend to be very taboo. So to be able to like bring awareness and also make it more normal for people to talk about, it's really important, So I like that. Oh
0: yeah, definitely. And I said, and you said you did some work uh, over overseas and like uh, Tel Aviv and stuff like that. And it must be a very different uh, cultural look at, at uh, cannabis and sex education uh, from the United States from there to the United States.
2: I have learned something in every country I've visited most recently, the- Canada. <laughs> And mm-hmm. how, like, sexually progressive they are compared to Americans. Like, it oh, yeah. blew my mind how little convincing I had to do to talk Ooh. about, like, <laughs> about sex from different angles and being more inclusive about how we define sex. And they were, like, just nodding right along with me. I'm like, oh, okay, we can skip the beginner shit then. Like, let's <laughs> dive into the deep stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I feel like, you know, now that you mentioned that, it must be um, interesting when you go speak to different groups because you don't really know what their reaction is going to be at first. Like, do I have to start with the extreme basics or... Can we just kind of, you know, skip ahead? Because, yeah. I mean, you know, sexual education in this country sucks. <laughs> and there's definitely mm. needs to be, um, you know, a better curriculum for that because people just don't know the basic stuff, like you were just saying. So it's definitely important. We're going to get there one step,
2: yeah. <laughs> one step at a time. One step at a time.
0: So uh, how how crucial is cannabis to sex education in and everything
2: i i think that cannabis is a really useful tool that everyone mm-hmm. should have in their toolkit it's not necessarily going to work for everybody and that's okay it doesn't have to but to be educated on what the different options are and how they can help so that you can really kind of strategically deploy cannabis as opposed to just getting stoned and boning yeah <laughs> it's a like, really like, important
0: I'm distinction I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of viewers yeah. out there are like oh yeah like like yeah i'm experienced with using cannabis there and sex like yeah we smoke with one and then then and then and then do it so right. but uh it's fun. like there's a lot more that goes into that. There's, there's a lot, lot of, more that goes into it.
2: Like <laughs>
1: being mindful, like mindful usage instead of yeah. just like what you just said. So, I mean, that's with anything though. You can use it in the correct way or the wrong way. So, yeah. like what works for you? And I especially like just cannabis in general. It's a lot of like trial and error, like what is going to work for you. So, makes sense why it would be the same kind of um, strategy with this.
2: Absolutely. And I really emphasize coming from a sexual violence prevention background, consent Mm -hmm. is so important. So you want to negotiate before you medicate so that you're not intoxicated when you're Mm -hmm. trying to draw boundaries. So Mm -hmm. I, I walk people through like how to have those conversations and then how to figure out how to do that. Like you said, trial and error. You actually are better off doing that solo when you're masturbating so that you don't have, you know, you're not makes like sense. blowing date night when you smoked something that makes you a couch potato. <laughs> you're like, shit. Yeah. Well, we paid the babysitter, but now we're both asleep. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Better luck next time. Like, you don't want, you want to set yourself up for success. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. That's funny. Yeah, of
0: course. Yeah. Definitely. So, uh, what do you think? What would you say is the most important first step into incorporating cannabis into the bedroom?
2: I would say is figuring out what's getting in the way of you having the kind of sex that you want to be having. Is it pain? Mm -hmm. Is it shame? Is it um, feeling disconnected from your body because you're so stressed out? Is it feeling disconnected from your partner because y'all don't talk very well? And so kind of getting clear on on what exactly are you trying to address using Mm -hmm. cannabis? And then being thoughtful about which product or strain you're choosing that you're hoping will give you the best result.
1: Right, so it's just like finding that underlying cause, like where that disconnect disconnect is coming from without the cannabis, and then using that to help with whatever mm-hmm. you want to achieve, I
2: guess. Exactly.
0: Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Is there a is there something that you see that's like the most common that's kind of like uh, that, like you see every day or that plagues most couples in like in their sex lives and everything?
2: There are two big things that I see over and over. One, um, for women or people with vulvas, it's pain with penetration. So, Mm -hmm. so, so common. Um, Whether from dryness or past trauma or endometriosis or other kinds of issues, um, I see a lot of pain with penetration. It's really hard to enjoy sex when it hurts. So so that's a big one. Definitely. Right, Right. Right. so topicals I found to be so helpful for that that mm-hmm. that was actually what brought me to it. Cause I had pain with penetration most of my life. And then I used THC infused oil, let it sit for 20 minutes. And all of a sudden I'm having pain-free penetration. And that was like wow. a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. So understanding like how to use it, that you don't use it like lube, you actually have to let it kind of marinate mm. on your bits okay, for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. See, the average
0: person wouldn't know that. Yeah, the you know?
2: like, yeah,
1: average and person like, is not No,
2: definitely
0: not gonna Also know
1: just what you said with pain, um, like, a lot of women are, you know, pe- people who have vulvas, like, they just don't know that that's not normal. Like, they're yeah. like, oh, it's supposed to hurt. No. <laughs>
2: yeah, it is not supposed to hurt. Yeah, I am no. here to tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that,
1: like, just goes back to the education part of it. It's right. like, we're not taught these simple, basic things that we should know about our sexual health and wellness. And it's like, why don't we know that? You know, yeah. there's a huge disconnect. And it's crazy. I don't get it. It is. <laughs> it is.
2: There are so many like systemic issues like that Mm -hmm. layer on top of each other from like our own personal shame, from like family Mm -hmm. of origin and religious shit to like medical professionals who are not comfortable or savvy to talk about sexual health and pleasure, especially Mm -hmm. in regards to pleasure with their patients. Like there's a lot going on there. So that's one like big piece. And the other thing I see most often, especially when couples come to me for coaching is what's called desire discrepancy. So one person wants to have sex three times a week and one person wants to have sex once a month if that Mm -hmm. and it's like if you're in a monogamous relationship how do you bridge that gap
1: right yeah how do you find that like happy medium where everyone's going to be you know doing what they want to do and the you know the consistency of it
0: yeah definitely and uh and uh just like kind of touch back what you said before like you said like you were using uh like like thc oils and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but with other things that could be that could be ailments or be stopping having like you said having the sex life that you want mm-hmm. well what are other methods besides just the like smoking a joint or a blunt or something like that, that yeah absolutely no know, know in their day-to-day education
2: I would say inhalation is one of the best intoxicating methods. It doesn't have to be smoking. It could be vaping flour. That's kind of Mm -hmm. the gold standard from a health perspective because it's not as harsh on your lungs. Um, If you're seasoned, if you have a high tolerance, I actually like to do like small dabs. I like the dab high a lot. Um, especially like the solvent list, like a nice hash, rosin, you know, where you're getting a super clean hit that's very, very small. You can dose it out really, really particularly. And mm-hmm. I find it's really clear in the head. Like my body feels amazing. My head's pretty clear. I feel very relaxed. So I love a dab high for experienced users. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. For I mean, newbies. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Definitely.
2: Yeah. I mean, you dab pretty oh, yeah, much no, all yeah, day all the
0: time. a lot we, uh, we with recently, this
1: actually yeah recently had a
0: company on here called uh chris from dabx
1: i don't know if you've seen this before awesome. but it is so dope it's so cool that rad
0: yeah and, uh it's pretty well, discreet too. so you discreet medical grade parts everything and uh it's he, he's really revolution, revolutionizing the uh dabbing industry with, with what he's doing here at dabx yeah
1: That'd i think some good. people don't the same thing back to the education that like with dabbing like some people are like oh it's too harsh it's too harsh, yeah. it's too harsh. Well, but they, it's
0: like well the first time that you're standing there with a torch and it looks like you're doing like,
1: yeah, it looks <laughs> yeah. Like you're
0: doing hard drugs and it's too it's hot like, half, half the time it's too hot and it's people don't have a good experience and then they turn away mm-hmm. but, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah definitely I can see what you're talking about dabbing because you can get a really high, um, high high potency of cannabinoids in there and stuff like that as if you're experienced with it and you can handle the bad tolerance of
1: a product. Yeah, but it's all trial and error. Like, I mean, like you said, some things will work for some people. And then if not, you just pivot and you find something else. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I know we I mentioned when I introduced you about your uh, book, if you want to touch on that, like just sure. what it's about and the overall message.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So despite the title the CBD solution sex, mm-hmm. uh, it is about much more than just CBD. That's just, you know, publishers decided that that's what most people will be more likely to pick up, but it is yeah, that's to. Catch the eye, I'm okay. a big fan of whole plant medicine. Like I want all of the cannabinoids. So we oh, okay. do talk about THC, CBG, CBN, all the terpenes and all mm-hmm. the different ways that like they play together and how essential they are. Um, so that's a lot of the first chapter of the book is like the science of cannabis, the endocannabinoid system, how our bodies respond to these cannabinoids mm-hmm. and just kind of, so people have like a baseline again, knowledge so that they yeah. don't go in having no clue what cannabis is or does. Yeah. They're reading and, and They're like, what does this mean? What does that right? mean? <laughs> exactly. Like I want them to have a foundation. Right. That makes yeah, sense. It's like
0: all of a sudden, like the basic user or someone who isn't using just thinks like knows basic terms like, Oh, cannabis, pot, weed, <laughs>
1: Yeah, the wacky, like the sativa. The wacky Indica. tobacco,
0: which I saw in a recent group chat.
1: And I was just like, <laughs> Yeah, that that was like and a little much. Then
0: mixed. they step into the space and they go in a dispensary and then they hear like kind of basically all these scientific words and terms being thrown around. And like in if I feel like it kind of scares them a little bit because they're yeah. like, wait, this is this is what cannabis really is? Like there's so much I didn't know.
2: Exactly. So I wanted to really give them a solid foundation. And then the second chapter is that for sex. It's okay. everything you okay. didn't learn in sex ed, all about pleasure based anatomy and mm-hmm. how to communicate sexually, how to talk about consent, how to talk about what's on the table and what's not on the table, different ways of exploring pleasure that may be different than what you saw in porn when you were 12. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like we have this very narrow box of how we define sex, especially in the United States. And it's like mm-hmm. all yeah. about, penis in vagina penetration, like that's kind of the beginning and end and everything else is quote unquote foreplay. And then there's like anal, which is like the, Ooh, sexy yeah. taboo <laughs> thing. And then, you know, kink is like 50 shades of gray and like the end yeah. of list. That's, that is how that's we a, define yeah, sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so boring and it's so <laughs> formulaic. And, you know, when I hear, especially, you know, in couples that come to me for desire discrepancy, where they're like, you know one person doesn't want to have sex i'm like cool tell me about the sex you don't want to be having oh your partner like hops on top of you thrusts around for 5 minutes comes and then rolls over and goes to sleep shit i wouldn't want to have that sex either that sounds real boring like yeah
0: definitely.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So- so chapter two is all about like, let's, let's redefine sex and, and help you get into like a much more, um, nuanced mindset of what that could look like. Yeah. Chapter three is solo sex. Chapter four is partner sex. Chapter five is like troubleshooting. So here's what happens when things go sideways.
1: I kind of like how it eases you in though, like you said, with the I education, do. with the cannabis, like cannabinoids and then the sex, cause then you're bridging the gap there, yes. which is really cool. Yeah. Um,
0: and you're educating people before you're just like here do this and yeah. you don't even know what it is and now you have to go on Google and we res- googled what these terms mean because you don't even know what that means in the first
1: place right mm-hmm. exactly that's, yeah. yeah that's crazy um when we were talking to Andrew actually before we hopped on here he said you have a retreat coming up if you want to speak about that and what that's all about because I was pretty interesting. I was like, oh yeah, we got to talk about
2: that with her on the show. Yes, absolutely. So I do a lot of retreats for women um, Mm -hmm. and then I do some co-ed retreats. So I have one coming up that was actually booked by a woman and a group of her friends that's going to be in Hawaii. That will be me and my colleague, Dr. Shannon Chavez, who is a psychologist and licensed sex therapist. So the two of us come together and we help women feel more confident in their bodies, help them feel more like, in the driver's seat of their pleasure and empowered Mm -hmm. to like share their desires. And we get to do it in this beautiful location on the big island of Hawaii, where we're in the middle of a rainforest, we're right by the volcano, like beautiful beautiful farm to table meals every day and really fun, like daily yoga, cacao ceremonies, like all this kind of awesome stuff. Wow. Um, Which I love, I wanna do that all the time. And I've decided to kind of move from a model of like, choosing a retreat space and then selling tickets to like, if you want me to do a retreat, you come to me with a group of people and I will put together a retreat for you based on all of the things that you want. So it's much oh, so more it's like, like customizable. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's
1: cool. So you're getting exactly what you want. Exactly. So that's great though. Like, especially, um, I know you said you do like co-ed ones, but for women, like just the confidence part of it and like connection and like seeing that there are other women out there like you, who, you know, need that little like confidence boost and like education on that part. That's awesome. Absolutely.
2: And then the thing I'm exceptionally excited about is in January, I'm going to Hedonism in Jamaica. And that is a lifestyle resort. There is a couple who runs this company called the Naughty Gym, and they are doing a full takeover of the resort um, in Jamaica. And I'm going to be going in to teach about sex and cannabis, sex and altered states like psychedelics, specifically Mm -hmm. psilocybin. They have a cannabis and psilocybin dispensary on site.
1: Oh wow. oh wow, that's, that's really cool. cool. That's so even better. Yeah, I so get to nice. spend a week in
2: Jamaica <laughs> teaching hand job classes, dirty talk, yeah. um, energetic sex, sex and cannabis, sex and psilocybin. And mm-hmm. like I'm so stoked. I'm bringing my boyfriend with me. It's gonna be a grand old time. So if you're yeah, interested like, in coming hanging good. out with me in Jamaica, please do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I mean,
1: yeah, that's, that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful place. The
2: and then the fact that the
1: dispensary right there too. But I know she yeah. touched on psilocybin also. And um oh, yeah, definitely. That's right. interesting. Like if you could just talk a little bit about that, like psilocybin and sex and, you know, that connection there.
2: Yeah. So, so since I've been doing sex and cannabis for, you know, the better part of a decade, I was like, let's bridge out a little bit as, especially as psychedelics are getting more and more popular and more yeah, people that makes talking sense. about them. I'm like, okay, I know that people are going to be having sex on mushrooms. So mm-hmm. let's talk about how to do it with safety and consent and like a good time in mind. So right. I go through all of like, conversations to have before, during and after, supplies that are helpful to have on hand, like Gatorade or Pedialyte, um, little snack foods, playlist and um, incense and lighting and like all the different things that maybe nobody ever told you could make a trip so amazing. But like here, here, let me just like package this and gift wrap it for you. <laughs> yeah, like a gift box. That's there awesome. you go. There's <laughs> yeah, your definitely. starter kit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, especially because I have started like uh, dabbling in like micro dosing and stuff like that. Oh yeah. It helps me throughout the day with like my anxiety and stuff like that, with the help of cannabis and everything. And that's why uh, I also want to make sure like the show was like I sort of call like behind the leaf because leaf nature do everything, yeah. not just cannabis. Plant
1: medicine. You Plant know, medicine, medicine.
0: Everything out there. So uh, it's a
1: large umbrella.
0: This is a very large umbrella that uh, we've that uh, we've learned not to believe that can actually help us and a lot of things out there really can. And uh yeah. so how how do you see so I'm sure you spent a lot like you said you spent a lot of time in Europe and Tel Aviv and stuff like that. How's how is it different from working in the United States, like the response and everything, except like they're very open and it's very different? Like everything from like their education from when we start as kids learning
2: it. Yeah, absolutely. So most of my clients are in Europe. I see them via Zoom. So I actually haven't made it in person to Europe but oh, Okay. But, um, but I well, have well. been to Canada well, and well. Mexico and most of the Caribbean. It's okay. It's, it's cute. Mm-hmm. Like the reason that I see all my clients via Zoom is so that they can live on the other side of the world and we can Right, it makes it easier. I mean, it makes nice. it so much easier. But my plan is to actually get over to um Europe probably this summer. So I will report mm-hmm. back on how the attitudes are on the ground. Although I have heard that you know, it varies in in the European Union, there are some very strict you know, Governmental regulations around cannabis and what you can get, but mm-hmm. then you go to Amsterdam yeah, and you go into one of the the bakeries, and you know yeah, it's a whole yeah, different coffee
0: shops and the stuff coffee
2: shops like exactly. I know. I
1: want to make it out there because that's that's cool. I yeah, mean, definitely they list. don't have stuff like that. I mean, just yeah. us being out in California is different because like we're from the East Coast, so totally just like mind-boggling. Yeah, how <laughs> open a it of is.
0: Friends, I went to Spain for bit
1: mm-hmm.
0: Oh like, yeah, they have the cannabis lounges out there, which are really cool. So uh, Europe definitely has a very wide range of a look on cannabis and,
1: and their, medicine as like a whole cool. and uh,
0: naturalized medicine and all that stuff. But uh, there's always like a weird thing, like Americans think, like uh, how Europe feel about sex and all that, because like you'll be like, oh, like they have new beaches and stuff like that. They're just mm-hmm. op- really open, and it's weird and all that stuff. <laughs> but like it's just that they're more could just be more educated than we are,
2: and they've normalized it more. Like that's the that's yeah. the big thing. Yeah. They've definitely normalized it more. Even just being in Canada this past weekend and teaching mm-hmm. a sex and cannabis workshop at a sex club, this sex club, you saw all bodies, all genders. Like everyone was so comfortable just being naked around each other, having sex in public. And like, I live in California. I don't even see things like that here. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> to also like have standing room only. Like they were so packed into this room that I was teaching the class in. They were spilling out into the hallway and like down the hall they were oh. so into cannabis. Wow. Like, then we all went outside and people were passing around joints and like <laughs> standing outside in the yeah. freezing cold, naked, <laughs> <laughs> passing around joints. Like it was totally normal. And it was just so cool to see that mm-hmm. and to be like, wow, even in California, which is so progressive, like I can't imagine that happening here. Right. Yeah, definitely
0: not. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, I definitely yeah that's wild. <laughs> I don't know. Like I think right. at first if I was in that situation, I'd be like, what's going on? Because it's just so different than what we're used to. You know,
2: exactly.
1: hey, but it's a step in the right direction. I feel yeah, like the more we normalize it, the easier it'll be to have conversations like this. I mean, like for us, we've, we've never really had this conversation on the show before. So it's new to us, too. Um, yeah. But it's just like breaking down those walls. And like you said, a, a lot of it is just education. And then also the important, super important things like consent and all that, first and foremost. And then the fact that you, it's not just one way. To do things, and I feel like that's what a lot of people tend to think. It's like, oh, I can only have sex this way. I can only use cannabis this way. But it's like, no, you can individualize that, customize it for how it works for you. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what people really have to understand because it could totally change multiple parts of your life.
2: Yeah, definitely. I completely Uh, agree. (laughs) One
0: hundred (laughs) percent. So, but uh, uh, so I, I know some people out there are probably thinking like. Is there really any, like, like, what's the big difference between if I use cannabis for sex or I know a lot of people probably use alcohol for making sex more comfortable or being more into it and all that stuff. So, like, uh, I'm I'm sure you see that a lot.
2: I do see that a lot. And, you know, I used to drink alcohol. I don't anymore. Like, the more I started using cannabis, the less alcohol became interesting Mm -hmm. to me. And um, eventually I just completely stopped and I don't miss it. And what I found is that cannabis helps you get more in your body and present, whereas Mm -hmm. alcohol disconnects you from your body and makes you less present. Right.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that.
2: you hundred percent. I understand people like, you know, liquid courage. They need like a little social lubricant Mm -hmm. for things like that. But like when it comes Mm -hmm. to actual intimacy, where like being really in your body in this moment and like connecting with your partner is the goal. I don't think alcohol gets you any closer to that.
0: No, definitely, definitely not because it's, it's, that's why they they call it like, you don't black out when you're, yeah, when you're smoking exactly. or like, when you consume like, like you're not going to not remember what's going on.
1: Yeah, that's the scary thing. And that's when, you know, not so pleasurable experiences happen. So you want to be in tune with yourself and not completely out there. You know what I mean? In case you are in a situation that is potentially dangerous, if you want to be able to take care of yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but um, what was I gonna ask? There was something I was gonna ask. Are there, um, I know you said we, we spoke about the retreat, but are there any other like type of events like cannabis events or cannabis and sexual wellness events that you're looking yeah. forward to
2: attending or uh, coming as, up? Yes, absolutely. 420, as you know, is coming of up course. very quickly. <laughs> So uh, Lizzie Jeff, who is this amazing rap priestess, medicine woman, um, she's based in LA, cool. but she travels all over. She's going to be doing um, one of her events called Zen and Kush in LA awesome. on 420. And I am lucky enough to be one of the guest attendees uh, who, so I'll be doing a little like sex and cannabis pillow talk discussion uh, cool. in one of the lounges. And then uh, April 21st, the next day is my birthday. So oh, a awesome. little, awesome. little can of sexual- 420 Lizzie Jeff amazing collab uh which I am completely stoked about she's wonderful to work with we've known each other for many years and I love supporting everything that she does she's cultivating such an incredible beautiful community and is a really talented performer mm-hmm. that's awesome
1: that's cool so that that event uh Zen and Kush like what exactly is that going to look like What what will exactly be going on like the different activities and things like that oh yeah
2: so Lizzie is amazing at cultivating a vibe. She okay. is just um you can see the the like hangings of my ceiling, those like mm-hmm. pretty red, those sensual cool. looking yeah. tapestry things. Wow. Those are all hers. She decorated my apartment. Oh, so wow. like sensuality is like her superpower. And so mm-hmm. you're gonna see rose petals, you're gonna see golds and greens and reds, and it's just gonna be like really rich you're going to see a lot of um great music so she has different performers come in artists um people who are doing like activations and mm-hmm. then just rose petals everywhere and mm-hmm. incense and you know reiki cool. and terra like yeah. it's it's very holistic raw food she's all of her events are like vegan so there's like mm-hmm. tonics and and it's amazing i just mm-hmm. can't say enough good things about lizzie's mm-hmm. events well that's interesting that's, that's cool. awesome
0: yeah like I'm not sure like I'm not too too in tune to uh, the cannabis and sexual education uh, like events going on are they very common or are they very like do you see like it's becoming a more common thing like they're very like merging the two
2: you see a lot more just regular cannabis events or regular sex events you don't see a ton that that weave them together. Um, but you do see a lot of like very holistic cannabis events. And, Mm -hmm. and as I've been on the scene, like they get sex woven or or intimacy or, or sensuality woven into them. Um, about a month or two ago, uh, they did sex, cannabis, and psychedelics as a conference, um, also in LA. And so that was Lizzie, um, and Monica Cadena. And it was like a really, really great like series of panels where people just came and there were spaces to just chill and smoke but you could also listen and be educated about what's going on in psychedelics and and research and then like just hearing from people in the community talking about it it, it was powerful yeah definitely yeah, so like pretty uh,
0: cool. and i i know you said it and you keep bring it up uh, with us using psychedelics also yeah uh, how how different is using psychedelics well like obviously psychedelics is way different from cannabis and you should very like use your way into that for anybody who's using it out there but how like how much different is the application of psychedelics versus uh, cannabis especially because like we hinted on that psychedelics can kind of bring you out of your mind a little bit mm-hmm. so how much different is that from like alcohol also
2: I think psychedelics and alcohol are super different. Um, if nothing else, even with cannabis, like the mm-hmm. duration, right? Like yeah. you're looking oh, well, at yeah. four to six to eight oh, plus course. hours of of a journey. So that like in and of itself requires quite a bit of planning. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have to do a lot more legwork going into mm-hmm. a sexual space when you are using mind altering substances. Oh, um, I think right. cannabis can produce psychedelic effects under certain circumstances, but like when you're mm-hmm. doing something like, psilocybin, lsd, mdma, like things like that that are really like completely really changing mentally. your brain chemistry. Yeah. yeah. Um I think it's really important to handle it with care and understand what you have in place in case things do go off the rails a little bit because that can happen, mm-hmm. right? Like the, yeah. the right. medicine takes you where you need to go, not necessarily where you want, you to, want go. to go. And <laughs> to be able to to roll with that, like I think that is a that's a black belt level undertaking yeah. like that's not mm-hmm. something that i would recommend to newbies mm-hmm. i don't suggest that people like start rolling at festivals and then f- hook up with the first person they trip over like that's, that's like <laughs> no. setting yourself no. up for a bad time like maybe no, or, you know, yourself up for get get a coffee drink some water maybe snuggle a little bit and like get their number and hook up with them when you're sober <laughs> Right. Um, but for people that are in like a longer term relationship that they have a lot of trust built up, that they want to use this to feel more heart opening and connection to their partner because psychedelics can be kind of like truth serum, right? Like you, you say all of the things with no filter, but they're also like skewed positive. Like, Oh my God, I love you so much. You're so (laughs) incredible. And I just love the way touching you feels like all of that. Like (laughs) diffusive kind of energy right. <laughs> so like having a real clear container for that because if you do that with somebody you just started seeing a couple weeks ago like you could kind of put the gas pedal to the floor on feelings yeah. that yeah. may not have a solid foundation yet so you have to be really careful
1: mm-hmm. okay yeah definitely i can see why that would take more planning and like also the vibe too definitely yeah because yeah, you can have the
0: backdrop. so would you say psychedelics is more for like adding a new level of like, like a new level two years, uh, to your sex life, or would it be more for like a medicinal part? Like cannabis can help with pain or something like that.
2: I would say a little bit of both. I have yeah. found for myself, that psychedelics have been helpful in like trauma healing and working through some of like Mm -hmm. my own emotional baggage. Um, I would say that's also something that you want to make sure that you have a therapist. If you're going to start delving into those kinds of things, like it's not anything to be undertaken lightly, you know, psychedelics Mm -hmm. come with a lot of asterisks and caveats and like, Mm -hmm. you have to really respect the medicine or it will play you, you know, (laughs) like, Yeah. I mean, like I personally
1: haven't tried psychedelics yet. So it's like something that I've like considered, but obviously like there's a lot more learning that I feel like I have to do and to see if it's like right for me, you know, but definitely. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, yeah. I know you have, yeah, and definitely. I've talked to a lot of people who have, and it's like great for them. It's just like, it's the unknown that's scary, but that's with anything.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And what I would say is if you're new to psychedelics, You don't need to mix that with sex until you're very seasoned with Mm -hmm. how psychedelics work with your body outside of of a sexual context. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I was just saying in general, right? Mm -hmm. Totally. So, like, get a couple times under your belt. Yeah, exactly. Start
0: with microdosing and then work Mm -hmm. your way up to working with, like, if you're working through traumas, working with a therapist, yes, who's experienced in doing that, not just like tripping with your friends and like (laughs)
2: exactly and like
0: having a and having like a moment yeah. or something like that. Cause like, yes, well that could be helpful, but like you need someone who's actually experienced in understanding what all this means and yeah. how to use it for the for, for good and not, not, not for uh, just as uh, like a bad COVID.
2: Exactly. Right. And yeah. having like integration afterwards yep. set up because it's not just about doing the trip itself. It's okay. You had this incredible life-changing mm-hmm. experience. Now you have the real world the next day how Mm -hmm. do you bridge those two things yeah
1: right yeah i I didn't even think about that That that's a good point because like you're in this this space and then all of a sudden it's like slapped back to reality and it's like how do i put those two things together
0: they're going from the matrix to reality or reality back to the matrix it's (laughs) like how do you you sit there and i feel like that's what a lot of people have trouble with that first time they're like how do i go from a i was like at a and b now i have to go back to a it's like no
1: nah, i don't want to do that
0: and then abusing yeah. the the medicine and that's not it's it's not good
1: that's why the mindful you have to be using mindfully and yeah. like know what right. you're doing going into it because otherwise it's like oh this makes me feel good okay i'm gonna keep doing it and it's like cool but are you doing it in the right way like but that's with anything i mean yeah, we talk
0: about that with cannabis also like um uh, it's 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 all about how you're thinking about it and how you're using it. You're using yes. it for medical purposes, if you have an actual diagnosable condition, that's great. If you're self you're self medicating with it and you're you living life but it's not the way you should be doing it. Like you should really go and like speak to somebody who's trained in helping with anxiety or anything like that, instead of just uh winging it. Yeah,
1: sometimes. just winging it. Mm-hmm
0: because uh, you can do more damage
2: than you could do could good absolutely
1: mm-hmm. yeah oh
2: yeah. <laughs> this is well, like, a
1: really cool conversation because I feel like it's not something that I thought we would be like talking about on the show because but it makes complete sense why the two would go together like now that we're sitting here talking about it and like why isn't this more of a conversation yeah. you know what I mean like why? you know it's that's but I mean that's cannabis in general like like we live on the East Coast right now and it's just it's different. It's a different world. And it's like slowly but surely the more people like open up and talk about it and the experiences. We need the research too. We yeah. need yes. that. <laughs>
0: yes, definitely. Once it becomes federal legal, we can really dive into the research, which is the biggest part of, of medical cannabis and yeah. psilocybins and psychedelics mm-hmm. and stuff like that is really being able to dive into the medical research and what these, all these cannabinoids can do, not just THC and CBD, but all of them. Mm -hmm.
2: Absolutely. I think research is crucial. I think it's, it's harder to get sex and cannabis research funded and approved. So like, I feel like that science is still a little bit out. Like we do get, um, there's, there are surveys that come out now and again. Um, This really amazing uh, researcher, Amanda Mosier in one of the Carolinas, just Put out her doctor or her uh, master's thesis around sex okay. and cannabis and had some great okay. research come out of it like so we're we're getting like bits and pieces but we just don't have a ton yet and i have the deepest sympathy for the east coast because i grew up in pennsylvania so okay. <laughs> yeah, we grew up in
0: new york on long, so, so. long island nice. so nice east coasters and uh we're right now taking the move out to colorado so uh, it's
1: gonna oh be, amazing be great it's a big yeah, move we can't, we can't wait we're like just ready to be In that more like West Coast culture and all that, like the cannabis is gonna be, you know, more normal and just the vibes out there, the mountains, all of it.
2: (laughs) I think you're gonna love Colorado coming from the East Coast. Like, just the air is so fresh out there, and Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have that like city vibe even yeah, we're in, like in the at cities. the
0: outskirts of the city too so it's gonna be It's gonna. oh be-
2: yeah we say that all the time it's like why do i want to look
1: at all these buildings and all these no i just want to look at nature and go yeah. for a hike yeah. and just like vibe <laughs>
0: yeah, no. but mm-hmm. uh so what's the biggest like like hesitation you see with trying to get couples to or as person to in, incorporate cannabis into their uh, sex lives for whatever for and whatever reasons medical or mm-hmm. recreational like oh i don't want to do it because of this or i heard i yeah,
2: heard, like big fears I heard or- this
0: about it because like i read it on google and like that <laughs> that, that, that wasn't right
2: <laughs> a lot of people have shared that either they don't want to be high oh. at all mm-hmm. um, or they are afraid that they'll get too high and get paranoid because that one time they ate their neighbor's brownie and the floors were melting and it was terrible and they don't yeah. want to ever feel like that again yeah, yeah. A bad, a bad
0: experience in
2: the day. right and so one i never recommend edibles for sex almost never that's not true almost never uh yeah. unless it's a really low like two and a half to five milligram dose but yeah. like oh, above that unless you're a really like again seasoned you're somebody who recreationally oh, like, does 50 plus milligrams um, cool bang. that's fine yeah, but that, <laughs> that's not yeah, the majority of the people uh, we're talking to yeah, yeah
1: so yeah.
0: oh no that'd be uh, good for a uh, dulce.
1: Oh yeah, we had um, Mike uh, from Dual Say Edibles on here and they focus on microdosing. So they're all like two milligrams and that's perfect. I mean, that's perfect for me too because like I'm not super seasoned. So like to have like one or two of those, I'm like, okay, that's cool. And they taste good. So it's even better. That's huge. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
2: super low dose edibles are fine. But for the most part, like you just don't know where you're going to be in the trajectory of the high and like whether or not that's going to match up with your partner. And do you have that kind of time to commit to being high? Like it's right. Yeah. So I, I generally tell that people to only do that. If they're going to be like away for the weekend with no responsibilities, like in that Mm -hmm. case, sure. Go ahead. But otherwise, you know, if you're trying to do a quickie before work, Edible's probably not the best choice. Yeah, probably not
0: the best choice. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so um, for people who don't want to get high, I'm like, all right, cool. You don't want to get high. Great. There's lots of things you can do. How about yeah. topicals? How about tinctures with THCA? How about like all of these different things that you can try that are not going to give you that stony head high? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Suppositories are a huge one. People wow. sleep on suppositories that you can use either vaginally or anally vaginally they're wow. great for just like huh. whether it's pain with penetration um if you have a particularly sensitive cervix where you find that your partner smacks into it and it hurts like a motherfucker cause <laughs> wow. um helps with that it also hmm. is really great for like menstrual cramps endometriosis even like being in menopause and the pain that comes with that all hmm. of those things are amazing and suppositories make anal sex so much more comfortable hmm. that's interesting, interesting. So cannot recommend that highly enough. Cause you know, like vaginal sex, anal sex should not hurt. If you're doing it correctly, if it hurts, okay. that means you should stop. Yeah. You don't muscle hurts, through. <laughs>
0: stop.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's so bananas to me that people will try to like push through or like, well, maybe it'll mm-hmm. stop hurting eventually. Like, no, Oh my God, yeah, please yeah, don't do it? that. Don't, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> don't hurt yourself. That's not yeah. what this is for. Definitely. Yeah. That's
0: because like, we don't, like I'm sure, like you, you see with uh, sexual education in Europe and, know, in Canada and in other countries besides the United States, that at a young age we're not really teaching what needs to be taught about sex in schools and to kids that didn't know what it is. Like they're getting their sexual education from the internet, which is not a place <laughs> to do
1: it, or not even just like even individual like wellness too, because yeah. it's just all about like uh, for the most part, I feel like what they do teach you it's crap but like it's usually like partner whatever and like they don't really talk about individual wellness too which is super important so I didn't even know that the like when you mentioned this positories stories with like menstrual cramps and things like that like I didn't I didn't even know it was a thing but hey yeah that's that's awesome (laughs) that's cool but yeah I think we're we'll get there eventually it's just like changing those minds slowly one person at a time yeah definitely
0: (laughs) and uh especially changing those minds into knowing that there there are ways of consuming and applying cannabis to your life that is not going to get you high yes because like you said it was like the big one of the biggest things like oh I don't want to feel high I don't want to get high well okay here's a list of all these options that you can do that doesn't get you high Uh mm-hmm And they're like, people go home. They're like, wow. It's like, well, now you have no excuses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, it's yeah,
0: true. I, I always feel that. It's like every time I recommend cannabis to somebody for for their lives or whatever, and they give me excuse, I, I can show them something. I'm like, all right, you don't want to smoke. All right, you can use edibles. You can use tinctures. You can use toppings, You can use all this stuff. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to feel high. It's like, all right, you can. Use compounds that don't have THC in it, or any, that are like just see really high in CBD and all that stuff. That's not going to alter your state of mind or anything. And it's like, well, now you really have no excuse. I'm going come, come up with all these ways for you to <laughs> take it if you, if you keep wanting to keep throwing things at us. Like, yeah, but now you're
1: uh, appealing to a whole about group, about group of people because then you open those doors. Those people tell them more people, and then there you go. Yeah. So that that's how like the awareness gets spread, which is awesome. Which is really
2: exactly. cool. Exactly. hmm
1: I gotta check out that book now. Now I'm gonna go like look it up and get your book and check it out. That's cool. Please. I like how um, like you said earlier, just like starting off with the education and then like bridging it because I feel like if I opened a book about cannabis and sex, I'd be like, What what am I reading? I don't even know, you know, like where to start. So yeah. I like that slow ease into it. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. That's really it cool.
0: probably answers right off the bat a lot of questions people are gonna have about cannabis and then sex and then how do we like apply those together
2: exactly and you know I believe that foreplay really starts in the mind so I'm yeah. trying to do a little intellectual foreplay with my readers to make sure that <laughs> we like really set the scene in a really pleasant appealing way so that they want to go deeper yeah definitely and
0: nothing's worse when like you you're reading something that's supposed to help you and then you gotta go on your phone and look up what the what like like what the words means are like like what this means because they didn't didn't properly explain what all this background right. means in the first place and
1: then you're going to like not so good sources to get that info and that's like where that downfall yeah happens <laughs> sure. definitely yeah mm-hmm. um another thing i mean not really sexual wellness and cannabis but with cannabis that like because i know you mentioned ricky before um, when you're talking about that event like i started using cannabis with yoga mm. game changer game toner. totally i had no idea <laughs> yeah. and then i tried it and i was like oh this is actually pretty cool like it, it de- definitely gets you like more in tune with your body and um that was just i was just surprised i was like oh okay this is cool this is helping me why not just roll with it and like just explore yes. and like practice yeah. trial and error same kind of deal
0: yeah definitely like uh on uh on instagram there's this guy i follow he's uh called the V trainer out here in california and this whole thing is like uh personal wellness but working out and like bodybuilding and training with use of cannabis and stuff like that because it can it greatly helps with like uh muscle fatigue and repairing and repairing muscles and stuff like that so uh it's, it's really interesting to see how many different ways cannabis can be used and not just like a mental game but also a
1: physical, physical. as well
2: hmm Absolutely. And I believe that cannabis and yoga go so well in hand. Um, my friend Dee Dussault wrote this great book called Ganja Yoga. She okay. facilitates so cool. Ganja oh, Yoga classes lovely. and mm-hmm. also certifies other trainers so that you can get Ganja Yoga all over the place. Oh, and cool. it's, okay, it's a really beautiful <laughs> practice to kind of meld that like mind body and to partner with cannabis to help you just really get extra present in your body.
1: See, yet another application of cannabis that enhances your life. People, let's go. <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely. And so now this is a uh,
0: PP. As many cannabinoids as the plant has, it has as many, twice as many like applications in mm-hmm. everyday life, personal mm-hmm. life, and everything.
1: Now that I think about it, we usually ask all of our guests, what was your first experience with cannabis? Oh, like, yeah. take us like way back if it's a funny story, yeah. you know? <laughs>
2: So I came late to the cannabis game. I was a child of D.A.R.E. culture. So wow. I believed yeah. the hype in the 90s. That was that me. That, that, was that drugs were bad. Not only did I sign the form, I won a contest and got a little D.A.R.E. Oh, medal. Wow. I was that kid. Sounds like uh, that so sounds that like was me. really yeah. embarrassing. So I avoided cannabis to the point that like, I wouldn't be friends with people who smoked until college actually really until grad school Mm -hmm. when I was studying philosophy Mm
1: -hmm. and it
2: turns out that philosophy students really like weed to no one's (laughs) surprise yeah. (laughs) and so it took going to a philosophy conference with some of my cohort and our professors and Mm -hmm. watching the professors smoke yeah and then I was like oh people with PhDs smoke weed I guess it's not all just like criminals or whatever the fuck I was told right so the first night I finally decided, okay, I'm going to try this. I was at the philosophy house. because mm-hmm. a bunch of them live together and they had this big giant beanbag chair and they were watching empire records and they had a gravity bong, a fun. very, you know, MacGyvered gravity bong <laughs> made out of like a Mr. Coffee tub and a half cut two liter bottle of soda with a cork and a tiny little bowl in the <laughs> I, the shit that we did outside of philadelphia mm-hmm. <laughs> in the you know early aughts um, hey, it's <laughs> a good story now though so great oh. i'm like oh my god now i have like a real gravity bong and i'm like when you look back what you're like I doing? Whoa, yeah, exactly yeah. i took one hit and i was gone but in the best way i was like my body feels like jello. I'm sitting yeah. on this beanbag chair, feeling like I'm a little caterpillar in a cocoon, and <laughs> watching Empire Records, but not absorbing any of yeah, Empire yeah, Records. Absorbing. Just knowing the music was good, yeah. <laughs> and it was a really great time. And I was like, "Oh, okay, I like this. I see why people yeah, like this." And then this. Mm-hmm. that began. Like- so that was 2000, fuck, 2010, oh, 2009. No, 2008 okay. or nine yeah Mm -hmm. okay
1: yeah i mean that's so funny because like that's exactly how i was like growing up in dare culture like not being friends with people who like Mm consume cannabis like having these like wacky you know ideas of what it was and who does it and who doesn't yeah it's like total bullshit
0: (laughs) oh yeah yeah definitely like 2008 or 9 they were probably just teaching us like they're there and all that stuff in school
1: yeah pretty much i mean like i only started consuming what a couple of years ago Really? yeah yeah i
0: mean it was interesting i mean like we grew up uh like a town old from each other but in Fort washington our uh, the nickname for washington was pot washington
1: yeah <laughs> so like
0: every like like a lot of people like a lot of people smoked in the high schools and stuff like that but it really didn't come permanent like like really in your face until you were in high school and stuff like that but uh yeah my my dad was really clever in the way so i didn't sit and start smoking to like after college and really heavily when we started doing the podcast and I started investing in the cannabis itself. Because I would go to, like you said, I would go to professional events and see see CEOs, people who deployed hundreds of millions of dollars in the space and stuff like that, smoking blunts, smoking joints, hitting the bong, just hanging out and stuff like that. It's like, oh wow, like people are really, like, like you can really use cannabis and like, st- normal settings business settings settings where people you can't even get a job if you don't even pass a drug test yeah like it's it's insane it's wild
1: yeah that was like at um bizcon like my first one which was in what november yeah it was just like seeing everyone outside just like the cloud of smoke surrounding i'm like okay everyone's here doing business like smoking together you know having a good time being productive and like those images are the important ones cuz it's like yes. shows other people hey we're normal people we're yeah. getting shit done we're not just sitting around you know eating our chips and watching tv these, <laughs> right? like, yeah yeah mm-hmm so I think like that mind shift for me was just like so profound. I'm like, wow, everything that I've been taught is complete and utter bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's come up with our own yeah. opinions now. It's and like, it
0: makes you question a lot of the other things that you've been taught.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. That you know, like, and then,
0: like to start forming your own opinions about cannabis and sex and everything, and everything else. Like it's it's very, very, very interesting. But um, if you could see one thing in the, uh, at least in like, in the United States or the world, if you want to get that big into it, then you can see change in the sexual education of you know, in general. Like what would you like to like to see?
2: I would like to see a widespread increase in what I call porn literacy, where people understand that what they're watching is sci-fi.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like mm-hmm. we, especially in the United States, because of the lack of sex education, people watch porn as like a a manual or some kind of guide or something to which they should aspire. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's very much like watching the fast and the furious to learn how to drive. (laughs) You're literally watching professionals on a closed course. You're not seeing all the movie magic that goes into those scenes to look the way they do the lube that's tucked behind the pillow, the butt plug that she's been wearing all day before that double anal scene and the gummy bear she's been living on for three days before, before that. Like, There's Mm -hmm. so much that people don't understand about how porn gets made. And I think porn is amazing. Some of my dearest friends are performers but people need to understand that that is not sex education or a substitute for it. Like yeah, it's it is just entertainment. And if you can watch it as entertainment without trying to be that or recreate that in your life, you will be so much better because when people see these things, they're like, Oh, that's what my body should look like. That's how easily orgasm should come to me. That's how hard my dick should be and how long it should yeah, last yeah. and how far I should squirt and all of this shit. And it's like, no, that's, no. that's, not, oh, that's not okay.
1: Yeah, it's not
0: okay. It's, it's- all these realist unrealistic bodies and mental <laughs> expectations for everything
1: Totally. That's a great yeah. note to end on because yeah, that's good. That's good, that's right good advice right there. So everyone know that what you're watching is not
2: real, okay?
0: it yeah, definitely is not real. if You can see all the lights and cameras we have. We have God. in there right now too. There's honest.
2: production. It's the thing. Yeah. yeah. The positions that they're in are for camera angles, not for pleasure. Like right. No one yeah. likes it when their leg is held up in that position. Yeah, that's not natural. <laughs> that's
0: yeah, not. that's not. Really <laughs> (laughs) it was great i really really love that you joined us today
1: yeah thank you so much we had such a great conversation and glad to get all that info about sexual wellness and cannabis out to the world so appreciate you coming on here uh definitely check out her book CBD Solutions, Sex, uh, Ashley Mansa. So look that up. And thanks for everyone for listening this week. Yeah,
0: thanks for everybody. Thanks to our sponsors, Hemper, 710 Labs. And it's just been a great see you next Sunday.
1: Stay happy, healthy, and high, guys.
0: Listen to Hayes Radio Network,
1: Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.